This is a podcast by sciencemag.com. Sciencemag, come out and play. Sciencemag, come out and play. Sciencemag, come out and play. Hello, 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 dear English-speaking, reading, hearing listener. Welcome back to me at ScienceMag, the blog-podcast-twitter and Instagram accounts-entity behind the unsuccessful e-shop Stuff and Go on Zazzle.com, which tells you science stories while air guitar playing heavy metal songs, but instead of air, instead of air, using helium. So every gesture is high-pitched and funny, and the metal is lighter. And which talks to you, thanks to the voice kidnapped via a voodoo wireless trick from a very, very dumb human. And which does all of this in English custom mark. A language that is to proper English what a complete lack of logic is to something you can easily distill from the just mentioned helium guitar playing thing. Today, dear listener, I'm gonna tell you a story about pollution on high. So, dear listener, you probably already heard that the top of the world, Mount Everest, is full of crap by now. Meaning not that it has become an unbearable, arrogant mount full of itself, always bragging for being the tallest of them all, at least above sea level. Nope. Meaning that, given the massive amount of people that climb it every year since 1953, well, it is now full of human garbage. And, dear listener, you probably also already heard that space around our planet is by now full of garbage too. There's in fact a lot of space junk orbiting our world. All satellites, pieces of rockets, debris of various size and nature. In conclusion, objects in the millions that are a constant real serious threat for whoever and whatever is or is going to orbit Earth nowadays. But the pollution on high I'm going to tell you about today, dear listener, is none of the above. And it is not even the pollution people that are high produce when smoking dope or other garbage of the kind. No, dear listener, I'm going to talk of a kind of pollution you find in the sky, in the atmosphere, but that you wouldn't expect at all of all the pollutants you can think of to find up there. And above all, to find in the rain that comes down from up there. You wanna know what this pollutant is? Let's start from the beginning then. The US Geological Survey, the United States Soil Science Agency for the Department of the Interior, publishes a report, which I'll call Report X, since I'm not telling you its actual title, as it would be a major giveaway about the mysterious atmospheric slash rain pollutant this whole episode is about. And I want to keep the suspense going as long as possible. Anyway, Report X is written by Gregory Weatherby, an expert of environmental science, hosting Baldwin an hydrologist that is a dude who studies how water moves across and through the Earth's crust, and Professor James Ranville, a chemist and geochemist of the Colorado School of Mines. We'll call them the Reportix guys. 
I'm so damn original. Perportics guys are involved with the National Atmospheric Deposition Program slash National Trans Network, NADP slash NTN, where the NTN is the only network providing a long-term record of precipitation chemistry across the United States. More specifically, the organization collects precipitation samples of the previous week's precipitation, rain, snow, sleet, from across the US, then passes them to the Central Analytical laboratory at the Wisconsin State Laboratory of Hygiene, where the samples are analyzed to check, among other things, their pH and their calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, sulfate, nitrate, chloride, and ammonium presence. Moreover, the National Trans Network, the NTN, has a bunch of other subnetworks, which analyze respectively concentrations and depositions of mercury and ammonia. Another subnetwork of the NTN is the one of the three research of ours, the Network for Urban Atmospheric Nitrogen Chemistry, so a network that studies nitrogen chemistry in the atmosphere. This network collects atmospheric wet deposition samples, as both stated rain, snow, sleet, from a study area in Colorado, US. This study area counts eight spots, six in the Denver-Boulder Urban Corridor and two in the contiguous Colorado Front Range. Now, I am a brainless dumb blog dash podcast and geography is not my strong point. My strong point everybody knows, basically being standing in front of the dark screen of any device in the world, I find waiting for any of the Rorschach ink blocks to spontaneously appear like a subatomic particle in the quantum form in order to discuss with it about the secret humanity's destruction plan hatched by superdimensional utter evil, but unquestionably charming, beings which incipit of this doomsday plan has been the creation on planet Earth of that ghastly abomination that pizza with the pineapple is. So, in short, geography not my thing, hence I must clarify things here. Okay, as just said, the study area of our reporting skies includes six sites in Denver Boulder Urban Corridor and two in the contiguous Colorado Front Range. Let's start with the Colorado Front Range. Colorado is one of the states of the United States. It is roughly in the middle of the US, more toward the west. It has flatlands in the center east, called the Great Plains, and mountains in the center west, called the South and Rocky Mountains. Of course, both Great Plains and Rocky Mountains are not only in Colorado. Part of those Southern Rocky Mountains is the Front Range, a mountain range that is in the central portion of said Colorado, hence the Colorado Front Range. Now, Let's pass to the Denver-Boulder Urban Corridor. The study area from which our reporting skies get the data is roughly a square with more or less Denver at its right bottom corner. Denver is the capital of Colorado and Boulder is a city about 40 kilometers, 25 miles, northwest Denver. So, dear listener, in other and extremely simplified terms, roughly the right half of the square study area is the Urban Corridor, while the left half is the mountainous part. As for the total surface of such study area, well, it is about, stress on the about, 6,000 square kilometers, more or less 2,300 square miles. That is to say, for instance, almost 8 times New York, 5 times Rome, 3 times Tokyo, or about one-third of Beijing. So, let's take stock of the situation now. Three researchers, aka the reporting guys, collect samples of water falling down from the sky with the goal to investigate atmospheric nitrogen. And the reporting guys get the samples in eight different places of a specific area of Colorado. Now, one of these places, which our rainy researchers call CO98, is a very remote one, far away from cities, and 
and the urban contest in general. It is in fact deep inside the national park, the Rocky Mountain National Park, in a place called the Lock Vale, at an elevation of more than 3,000 meters, about 10,300 feet, namely more or less that of the top of Mount Etna, the tallest and incidentally largest active volcano of Europe. So in conclusion, the atmospheric wet deposition samples collected by the reportix guys at CO98 are from an extremely secluded area, pretty above the sea level and way out of all kind of city stuff. Now, the three researchers of ours follow the NTN procedures and collect all the eight size samples from collection buckets, with the volumes of the samples ranging from about one third of a liter to almost three liters. The reportix guys then send the samples to the above mentioned Central Analytical Laboratory, where they are carefully filtered by filters with less than half a millionth meter pore size, that is about 200 times smaller than the average diameter of a human hair. Via such a filtration, our researchers obtain particulates assumed to be washed from the atmospheres, wash out. The filters are dried, weighted and manually analyzed with a binocular microscope fitted with a digital camera. Moreover, four deionized water rinses of the sampling system are analyzed as blanks. So, dear listener, at this point, I ask you, I ask you, what do you expect to see when observing under a good microscope a sample of superfiltered water fall down from the sky, and in one case even from the sky above a secluded site at 3 kilometers of altitude located deep inside a wide national park? What do you expect to see? The answer after the commercial break. positive about the fact that Alaska is a dog breed, Australia is in Brazil and Africa is a country? Are you sure that India is a type of music for hipsters and Mount Fuji is a brand of menthol e-cigarettes and that Iceland is a new organic ice cream flavor? Try our 10 hours of full immersion geography for aliens course. You won't learn a single thing about geography, as it is a scam, but you'll be wildly ridiculed by aliens from another galaxy who know about your own planet way more than you, and they pay us a lot for luring you into this, just so they can relentlessly make fun of you, these tiny pink and white little bastards. So, dear listener, there are super filtered rain, snow, sleet, water samples under a microscope. What did you expect to see? I personally would expect to see, I don't know, maybe some pieces of rainbow, a lost tribe of tiny pink and white geography savvy little aliens staging an extrasolar version of a Take Shelter. And maybe, maybe, if in luck, the most elusive entities of the whole universe, the socks that disappear from the washing machine. But! As already reminded you before, I am not in possession of any part of a central nervous system. So no brain here, pal. Does everybody else include the drunkards and Malaysian trolls, which are notoriously dramatically short-sighted, would probably expect to see nothing but water. Well, dear listener, Mr. and Mrs. Everybody Else, along with ants and trolls, would be very surprised, unpleasantly surprised, and pretty scared too, as the report X guys probably are when they put their three pairs of eyes on the mic microscope, because they finally see what the mysterious X stands for. 
Plastic! Well, you're right, dear listener. Technically, SDX stands for the title of the report. It should be It Is Raining Plastic. That is the actual title of the report. But bear with me. Report It Is Raining X Guys would have been too long a stage name to be carried around all this time in the episode. Anyway, yep, dear listener. The three researchers find plastics in more than 90% of the samples, including those coming from site CO98, which means that probably what the position of plastic is ubiquitous and not just an urban condition. Now, I just quote a report here. Plastic materials are mostly fibers that are only visible with magnification approximately 20 to 40 times. Fibers are present in a variety of colors. The most frequently observed color is blue followed by red, silver, purple, green, yellow and other colors. Plastic particles such as beads and shards are also observed with magnification and more plastic fibers are observed in samples from urban sites than for remote mountainous sites. Now, you dear clever listener are probably thinking that maybe those plastic fibers are pieces of the filters used to filter the water samples. Eh, nope, buddy. No, 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 no. Not the case, since as the researchers state in the report, in the four blank samples, the four water rinses of the sampling system mentioned before, there was one small translucent fiber observed that might have been plastic. Translucent and white materials, which are the colors of the sampling apparatus, have been therefore disregarded in the analysis. Okay, you say, it rains plastic, ugly, ugly, puzzling, tragic truth, but at least for sure, the plastics found in the samples of the CO98 site have been brought there by winds and storms from the urban areas of Colorado, eh? Huh? Not necessarily. Nope, nope, buddy. To investigate that possibility, the researchers use, in fact, a state-of-the-art model from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the NOAA, the science-driven US agency that provides weather forecasts, severe storm warnings, and climate monitoring. The model in question is HiSplit, which is a complete system for computing a simple air particle trajectories, as well as complex transport, dispersion, chemical transformation, and deposition simulations. Our three reigning researchers used the model for 24 hours prior to each CO98 sample collection at 500, 750 and 1000 meters altitudes in order to perform an air mass back trajectory analysis for the site samples and find that urban areas are southeast of site CO98, but plastic deposition is more positively identified for westerly storms than easterly storms. So basically plastics on CO98 are not coming from the Denver-Boulder urban corridor, but from where there are other mountains way before getting to other cities. So dear listener, let's recap. Three researchers that are studying nitrogen in the atmosphere as an unexpected byproduct of their investigation get something unsettling and horrid. The evidence that it is raining plastic. It is raining plastic. And not only it is raining plastic from the skies above your polluted cities, but also from the skies above mountainous sites at high elevations that are in the middle of national parks and far away from urbanization. So the three researchers write report about this ugly truth and exhort to create the technology and protocols that allow to get the a routine capability to calculate plastic wet deposition loads and stress on the fact that nobody knows how exactly this 
these plastic materials are accumulating and being assimilated in the environment and biota, and that nobody knows either the potential effects of these materials on biota, and therefore also on all of you, dear human being listener, that uh, since biota is plant and animal life, uh, you are animal life. Because, you know, if rain contains plastic, chances are, to say the least, that you drink plastic and that you eat plastic. And I don't think you get healthier for that. Okay, till next time, pal. And if you spare some time and feel like doing it, please rate this podcast and or leave a comment on the blog and or take a tour on my stuff and go e-shop on zazzle.com so you can see if there's something you like. Ciao! Science man, come out and play. Science man, come out and play. Science man, come out and play. This is a podcast by sciencemag.com.